You are listening to the Rumor Mill Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer. And I'm your host, Lexi. And welcome to your weekly pop culture news guide. Um, I feel like this week has been a little bit of like Groundhog Day, just because I feel like we were just here doing this a week ago and like no time has passed. Honestly, yeah, I agree with you. I, I wish time would go by faster, though, because I just want this whole thing to be over with so we can go back to life as normal. So I, I, I wish time would move faster. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of... I'm enjoying it because, like, there's no better feeling than relaxing when you know there's nothing else you can do. Like, because I'm the type of person where, like, I can't relax until, like, my responsibilities, what I have to do, like, is done, and then I can relax. And so, like, now it's just one long, like, relaxation period. Like, I don't know. I'm kind of enjoying it. That's fair. You know, that's a good point, actually. I've also been watching lots of true crime documentaries on Netflix, like, a lot. It's 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 getting up there with reality TV. Which one's your favorite one that you've watched recently? Um, have you seen Making a Murderer? Yes. You watched that? Oh, yeah. I'm. I just started part two. I like oh, just okay. started, and that came out like a few years ago. So I'm a little behind. You are, but it's you a, better late than never. It's so amazing. I'm. I'm. Sh- we're gonna have to discuss our theories because, like, it's crazy. But, of course, we have to get into our TRM song of the week before we ramble away. Um, This week, it was my pick. And last week, we did a story about Madonna, which kind of afterwards, I went back and started listening to some of her music again, um, because I hadn't listened to her for a while. And so this week, I'm going to highlight a Madonna song, which might be, in my opinion, arguably her best song, in my opinion. Um, I think it was released in late 80s, early 90s, Papa Don't Preach. You've heard that one, right? Oh my god, I love that song. It is just... Oh, that's such a great song. It's a bop. It's a bop. So that is our song of the week. Check it out. Um, You can listen to it on our Instagram. When we post about our new episodes, just swipe left. We'll have the song of the week, and you can check it out there. And now for the juiciest segment of the show, our weekly hot topics. Um, So we have to start off with kind of a big story this week, there was a celebrity law firm hack, um, which is crazy. This hacking group hacked into a law firm in New York that represents like super high profile clients like Gaga, Mariah Carey, U2, Bruce Springsteen, Nicki Minaj, Drake. And I think they stole, they have claimed to have stolen 756 gigabytes of celebrity legal work. Which is incredible. It's insane that, like, somebody could even get their hands on that. But um, the hacking group, which is known as Revel, or Revel, or something like that. um, Is it Revel? Revel? I have no clue. Like, it's it's bizarre to me. But they hacked into the law firm's servers and now are demanding... Well, they first demanded $21 million in ransom um, for all of the like what they stole, like so that they wouldn't release it. However, they have recently upped it to $42 million ransom and have said that, you know, if the law firm doesn't pay up, they are going to release the quote unquote dirty laundry that they uncovered, um, which is kind of scary. Um, hacking is the, the FBI actually is involved now. Um, oh, and, sure. and they told the law firm, you know, don't pay the ransom because 
in, they're calling it a cyber terror attack. And any terrorist attack, you don't negotiate with the, who's at, you know, who's at hand. So Mm -hmm. they're not allowed to negotiate. They're really not allowed to pay the ransom, even if they wanted. Um, And so basically at this point, it's just about tracking down who the group really is. And interestingly, um, they actually leaked some of Lady Gaga's legal documents, um, kind of proving, you know, we have this stuff, you know, here's a taste of it. You know, are you going to pay the ransom or not? And so far, I don't think that any money has been exchanged. I really don't think that any ransom will be paid. Um, but several of Lady Gaga's um, like project contracts, producer contracts, contracts between her and collaborators, um, promo materials, um, just all sorts of different legal documents um, and legal paperwork of hers have come out, which there's nothing like incriminating or bad about it. It's, it's kind of boring. Um, but it's just but it's a, a statement that it's, they have everything. Exactly. Which, like I said, I think that's super scary because if you're a celebrity, um, it's just a total violation of privacy, especially if you're a celebrity. And really, who knows what's in those legal documents? Because if this law firm represents all of the talent that it claims to, then, I mean, what kind of stuff could... I mean, there could be nothing, arguably. But what if there is stuff in those documents that may be a little questionable? So... What what is your take on the situation? Well, I think it's incredibly scary, and I think it's a gross um, violation of people's privacy. I don't know if it's necessarily the law firm's fault. Oh, of course um, not. Because, you know, there's only so much you can do um, to prevent that kind of stuff. So I don't know if they are fully to blame or not, but either way, I don't think it's right in any way, shape, or form to be doing that to begin with, because it's not like... Well, it's illegal. It, it's illegal, 100%. And it's also like those are real people and those are their lives. And just because they're public figures doesn't mean that they're not people and don't have emotions and don't have things that they want to keep out of the private eye. And so I just feel like it's just it's Yeah, it's, it's a total like invasion. It's and, and, and mean. Yeah, but I mean, they don't – this hacking group, they can't expect to really get this huge ransom and get away with it when it's so yeah. public. I mean, if this was like a regular law firm that maybe rep, like represented – like normal people, maybe like some business figureheads, like maybe it would be a little bit more low key, but this law firm represents some of the biggest celebrities in our world. So I just think that it's too pop. Like it's just dumb. Like they're just, are they that dumb? Yeah. I don't know how you think you're going to get away with it, but like they could, they could probably find a way to sell the information out. And maybe that's what they did with Lady Gaga's legal documents. Um, And you know what? I wonder if, you know, certain tabloids out there would reject or turn down leaked documents like that. Like if they maybe, do you think that tabloids would take a bribe or do they take the, the any documents or paperwork? Because somehow Gaga's documents got out and it was picked up throughout the media. So I wouldn't put it past certain tabloids to maybe... Mm, you know, do what they Take would have. Take advantage ha- of a good situation. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not honestly me either. Um, Which is shocking. I mean, I'm not surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, as a, as a, as a, as an entertainment or news agency, your job is to report on what's happening in that person's life. And so I don't know if it's illegal to, if those documents are released to then pick them up and use them in reports. 
if it is illegal, then it shouldn't happen, but I wouldn't be surprised that people are going to snatch them up and report on them, because if it is free range and free game, oh, yeah. why not? It's the next big story. Our next hot topic is about a couple who isn't feeling too hot about each other. Megan Fox and Brian Austin Green have officially split after 10 years of marriage, and there's speculation that Megan has, quote, definitely hooked up, end quote, with rapper Machine Gun Kelly. So... Do you think that Machine um, Gun Kelly could get with Megan Fox? I I mean, there's definitely been several reports over the last, like, oh, I would say probably a week and a half that, like, she was cheating and that uh, Machine Gun Kelly and her have been secretly dating. I don't know. I think it's suspicious timing that those rumors would come out at the same time that he announces they're separating. Um you know, he said that she went on like a, a project. I don't know. I don't know if it was like a movie shoot or something for like five and a half weeks. And that there was, it was the longest they'd ever been apart. And that when she came home, like everything was different. Like there was this weird tension. There was a separation between them and it never really got better. So who's to say that maybe she didn't fool around? Like you, you really never know. Um, yeah. Why she would do it with Machine Gun Kelly, I don't know, because... He's not bad looking. He's creepy, though. I think he looks creepy. I think that he, like... He's got tattoos, like, all over. Crazy piercings. But he's just... He looks creepy. He's, he's like... He he just looks like he needs to take a shower. I, I just feel like if it's true, why... Why would she cheat on her husband with kind of a B-list, C-list um, rapper when she has this amazing husband. Do they have any... I don't know if they have any kids together. Um, it's just kind of sad, though. Like, 10 years of marriage, and now it's over. Well, I think sometimes people need something new, and if their relationship was failing and not working, then maybe she'll get something new. And I actually heard as of this morning that um, they are not quite officially together, but that they're being more open about being together. Um, Who? Megan and Brian or Megan and Machine Gun Kelly? Megan and Machine Gun Kelly. Oh. See, I just think that's so tacky. Like, you're not even divorced yet, and the next day after you announce you're getting a divorce, you already appear to be with someone new. Like, can you not just, like, at least give it a month? Like, the next day you turn around and... You're, I mean, it, it basically proves that there was something going on between them, which I think just, it kind of makes her look bad. Um, I don't know. I feel like time is different for everybody. And generally, with, with like, women, at least in relationships, uh, this, like, I read a study about, how like, women and men, how they handle breakups differently. Um, and it was talking about how women tend to start to move on and look around before the relationship is over, whereas men kind of just break away and then just do whatever they do, but they're not, like, necessarily building a safety net for themselves, which oh. I feel like, it, honestly, I don't know how much I entirely trust the study because I feel like it can definitely go both oh, yeah. ways with that. I think it's a little more equal than they made it sound, but, like, between men and women. But, if I mean, if, I know for me in my relationships, like, if I don't, I don't put all my eggs in one basket, or I'll start, I'll start with all my eggs in one basket, and then if I'm like, I don't know if I like this basket, I just start slowly moving my eggs <laughs> into another basket, and then we break up, 
I'm single yeah. for like a week and then I'm seeing somebody new. Generally, that's how I like to do it's it. It's a so, cycle. Yeah, so she could, which I'm single right now and I've been single for a few months, so go me. But um, <laughs> I have a date tomorrow. <laughs> oh, you're going to tell me about that off off the record. We're going oh, to sure. have to discuss. I'm very um, excited about it. Anyway, back to Megan Fox, though. She might be doing the same thing, where she was like, her and, and Brian weren't doing so well, so she started kind of shuffling around to see what else was out there, and then she found Machine Gun Kelly, so who knows? Yeah, so it's it's kind of a, it's a messy, unfortunate situation. Hopefully they can just separate amicably and, like, keep it out of the press. Don't get all, like, bitter towards each other and go after each other in court. Like, separate. If she doesn't want to stay in the marriage she wants to go off with this rapper that the general public doesn't really know or care about anyway so good luck to her with that um it will inevitably become a press media circus um so i mean best to both of them and we'll see how it goes Moving on to some music news, Lana Del Rey released an open letter to fans on Instagram this week um, where she calls out some of the double standards in the music industry that she faces against other female artists, and she actually confirmed the release date of when her new album would be dropping. So let's start off with the release date because last year she said that in 2020 she would be releasing a new album called White Hot Forever. And at the end of this letter that she wrote, um, she actually said, "My when my album drops, like she was she was talking about expressing her feelings and and kind of letting everyone know where she is emotionally, like at this time, and that'll all come out when my album drops on September fifth. Um, so that's exciting. I am ready for new Lana music. I love her. Um, 100%. We are lifelong stands. <laughs> um, really." And she also, I don't know if she called out some of the other current female singers or if she's more calling out the music industry. I'll let you be the judge of that. But basically, she started off her letter saying, Now that Doja Cat, Ariana, Camila, Cardi B, Kalani, and Nicki Minaj and Beyonce have all had number ones with songs about being sexy, wearing no clothes, effing, cheating, etc., Um, can I go back to singing whatever I want without being crucified or saying that I'm glamorizing abuse? Um, Which is something that Lana has definitely been accused of over the years of glamorizing, you know, depression. And I don't really buy it. I just think that that's kind of who she is and that's her art. Um, Regarding some of that backlash with her music um, through the years, she also went on to say, I think it's pathetic that minor lyrical exploration detailing my sometimes submissive or passive roles in my relationships has often made people say I've set women back hundreds of years. Um, I, I don't know why all of a sudden she felt compelled to write this letter and, and express her feelings now, um, you know, but she did and it's out there. Some people, it's been met with backlash from some people, you know, saying she's going after the artists that she mentioned, you know, for their raunchy music, um, you know, trying to make hers not look so bad. And then there's her fans that are saying, you know, she's just kind of sharing her feelings with everyone. So I'm kind of in the middle. I see it both ways. Um, What she said about the other female artists and definitely current female artists of today, there are tactics that are used to get a number one. There are t- 
tactics that you can use to make your album, song, whatever, you know, go to the top of the charts. And I think that she's just pointing that out and kind of comparing her music to the subject matter of the music that's trending and, and it's, you know, in the top 10. And, and I don't feel that her music is, I don't think it's inappropriate. I think it's very classy, if you want to use that word. I think that she has a really kind of a refined sense of writing and style. And I think that a lot of the other popular songs and singers today that she's pointing out, some of whom I actually like, some of whom I don't, um, I think that sometimes there are some cheap tricks used to bolster success, you know, where it's kind of like, it's not, it's, it's kind of raunchiness over artisticness, in my opinion. What do you think? I 100% agree with you and with what you're saying. Um, I think that every artist is entitled to their own sound and style and method of writing. And while it's certainly important to, you know, be writing about good ideas and pushing for good things, you don't want to be, obviously we don't want to romanticize abuse because that's not something that should ever be romanticized. Um, But for one thing, even if she is doing that, that's, it's her music, it's her art, and she technically has the right to do that. Um, and secondly, she I don't think that she actually is, so I don't think that there's any need to kind of crucify her like she's been. Um, because, like, look at, like, Bang 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 by, you know, Ariana, Jessie J, and Nicki Minaj. That song is super raunchy. You can't get much more raunchy of a song than that. And that song was at the top of the charts. It's a great song. I like that song. There's nothing against the song. It's just very, very raunchy. And when Lana does similar things, I think she often gets fingers pointed at her. Um, why? I don't know. I don't know if it's just... I don't I don't know why, but she does. And so I think that it's... Um, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate, and I think that whether you agree with it or not, it's her art, it's her music, and certainly, you know, if somebody's really stepping out of line, then they need to be called out for it. I don't think that she's doing that, though. I don't think that she's doing... I don't think that she has done anything in her career that would be stepping over the line. I think that, you know, her music, you know, and her albums are very successful. As for her songs, a lot of her songs don't go to number one on the Hot 100, but her albums do. So she is successful in that, right? Is she successful as in, you know, every time she releases a song, it goes to number one and becomes this huge radio hit? No. Um, I think that's because her genre of music is completely different than what everybody else is doing. I've never heard anyone else be able to sing or create music like her. She has her own, like, niche. And so whether that's always recognized. I think that, you know, when people call music art, I think that her music is real art. And I think that some of the other girls that she mentioned, their music is not art. I think it's, some of it is very cheap sounding. I think that it's not always, I mean, and there's different, you know, there's, there's a pop song for partying and there's a ballad for being emotional. Like there's different times for, you know, when different songs come into play and and stuff like that, there's always a moment for a good pop song or a ballad or a rap song or whatever. But I think that, well, Mariah Carey described it best. She said that music today is like fast food. You're going through the window. There's a thousand people going through the window and nothing sticks. There's not being, you know, legends. Like when you, when you talk about legends that were born in like the eighties, the nineties, even the early two thousands, you know, in 20 years, who's going to be called a legend 
from today's music. Because everybody just releases single after single to get a hit, and no one is releasing these groundbreaking huge albums that will probably go on to have a life in 20 years. So I think that with music in its current state, I think like you said, there's going to be people pointing the fingers not only at her but at everybody. But mm-hmm. I, th- I, th- I understand where she's coming from, and personally, I agree with her. For our next hot topic of the day, we are learning about something that's actually some good news. Uh, American Idol has been officially renewed for its 19th season by ABC, and all three judges are expected to return in 2021. Do you watch the American Idol? I don't. I, I, mm, I kind of used to watch like The Voice and America's Got Talent. I just feel like. They ended American Idol a few years ago. Like, it was the big last season, and now, you know, the last few years, they brought it back, and they have this panel of judges, which I think is, it's Luke Bryan, Katy Perry, and Lionel Richie, right? Yeah, that's not right. I just feel like it's so fake. Like, they used to have these, these like, ballrooms in hotels where they would put a banner up, and it, it like, would look like normal, average people would just walk off the street and come in and sing. And you had the good people, and then you got to laugh at, like, the really bad people. And and now it's so manufactured. Like, you have to audition, I think, in front of producers before they even let you go in front of the judges now. You know, I don't know. I just think that it's way overproduced now. Um, For sure. I don't love the judges either. Do you watch it or not? No, I like you I used to watch I was I mainly watched America's Got Talent um and then I would watch occasionally watch like The Voice or American Idol or whatever but I just like you said it just felt it started to feel just super fake to me and so I just kind of stopped watching because it was like I feel like it's already decided who's gonna win so I'm not really invested you know and speaking of Katy Perry she just released her lead single to her upcoming new album um the single's called Daisies um, and her new album will be released this summer. Um, I gotta tell you, that song is, it's not good. I am sorry, Katy Perry really? fans. It's just, it's boring. It's vanilla. It sounds like every other song out there. It's totally generic. I just feel like she has totally lost her sound. Like, she used to be really good and make really good pop music. And, you know, there are lots of people that like the song. There are lots of people that don't. I just thought it was really generic and totally, like, it could have been sang by anybody. Like, you know, when you listen to Lady Gaga or when you used to listen to Katy Perry or, you know, Christina or Britney, they have their sound. But I feel yeah. like Katy Perry, and definitely with this new song, it's just meh. Like, I don't know. I just think it's kind of disappointing. And I don't know. I- I'm not a huge fan of American Idol anymore. We probably will not be watching the new season. Um no. <laughs> But you know what? It's something that will probably go on forever, so, you know, they can have it. Like, have fun. Yeah, no, for real. On to more 6 9 drama. Um, the rapper who is making huge waves lately, um, and it's getting kind of annoying. I'm over it, honestly. This is like two or three weeks now that he is constantly berating Billboard for not making his song number one because, first of all, Billboard's not in charge of making number ones. Um, and I just think it's tacky at this point. So he he made a video and he posted it on Instagram after Ariana and Justin Bieber's new Ariana Grande and Justin Bieber's new song, Stuck With You, went to number one. Um 
And his song, I think, debuted at number three. So it wasn't even number two. It was number three. And he got so mad that he made a video and put it on Instagram and said, Billboard is a lie. You can buy number ones. You know, it's not real. Um, He accused Ariana and Justin, like their team or management or whoever, of adding, I think, 60,000 copies like of units sold like the last second, which had a hand in pushing their song over six nines to get to number one. So he's kind of accusing them of, you know, having that, like, basically he said that that 60,000 units sold in the last second um, was bought from six credit cards and that maybe Billboard did it or maybe their teams did it, you know, to give them an extra push, but it wasn't really ethical. And those are his claims. Um, I think he looks like a fool. Um, I don't even think his song was good enough to get to number three, let alone number one. Um, I just think that he needs to stop. Like, you didn't get the number one. Like, move on. And I think we talked about, you know, there's singers out there that do it for the music, and then there's singers out there that do it for the charts. And he is the... He's obviously one that does it for the charts. 100%. Yeah. And, uh... On that same note, like, Justin Bieber responded and Ariana responded because, obviously, he called them out. Um, Justin Bieber said, Nielsen Company checks this and found all our sales were legit because our fans are amazing and bought them. Don't discredit our fan base with false info. And Ariana said, to anybody that is displeased with their placement on the chart this week or who is spending their time racking their brain, thinking of as many ways as they can to discredit hardworking women, I ask you to take a moment to humble yourself. And Ariana's whole response was really incredible, honestly. She talked about how uh, she genuinely does this for the art. She does music because she loves it. She doesn't do it for the fame or the clout or anything like that. And they both did mention their fans and they said, you know, there was a whole listening party kind of thing that happened where everybody was trying to support us. And that's how we got those, you know, units at the last second. And so it's, it's a tribute to, you know, the Justin Bieber and Ariana yeah. and their fans that they got to that point. It's not, you know, something that Billboard set up to try and screw over six, nine. It's just the fact that their fans are so incredible and stream that song so much. So I, I agree with them. I think it's rude to the fan base to accuse them of cheating. And I think that it's, it's just, it shows desperation a of immaturity. Yeah. I think it shows a great level of immaturity to just be like, mm, you know, I mean, I didn't get to number it, one it, and it, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's rigged. Fault but my own. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just so desperate. Like, and like day after day, he was posting photos like, you know, stream stream. I think the song is called Gooba, you know, stream Gooba and I'll release a new song this week. You know, stream. It's like he was pushing so hard to get the streams. And what Justin said, I think, was that he thought his song should be number one based on worldwide streams, but Billboard only takes into account domestic streams from the United States. So if your song has been played on YouTube or Apple Music or Spotify or whatever 100 million times, but only 20 million of those came from America and the rest came from, you know, Europe, South America, whatever, other markets, then you're not going to get to number one. So I think that he, I think that he's well aware of what's really going on. And like you said, you know, it's everyone else's fault. You know, what about the times, I don't know if he's ever gotten to number one, but what about the times if he has gone to number one, would that have been rigged too? So the only time that you don't go to the top, it's rigged? Like, I, I just think it's so desperate. Like, go away. Oh, for sure. And I think it's, I think it's a shame too, because it's like, you know, 
he he obviously had some some legal trouble and he came back and he's trying to make music and then the fact that he's been welcomed back so quickly into the music community where he's getting you know on the top five to begin yeah. with is incredible and then i think it shows an incredible level of ingratitude to just be like it wasn't yeah, good enough on the top five but it's not good enough like I, I just don't like i don't care who you are or how famous you are it doesn't matter if you're six nine or mariah carey or you know christina or whoever like if you're gonna be ungrateful to have any song you have on the charts then go away you're you're you don't you're not in it for the real music then has he ever had a number one i wonder will you look that up yeah let me pull it up here and I think, you know what, he also posted something. He posted a picture on Instagram right after he uploaded that video. And it was a picture of him posing with six credit cards. And I think the caption was, like, we're going to number one next week. Like, like, like what What are you doing? So you're basically... He seems so shady. He is. I think, you know what, like I said, he's been in jail for gang activity you know, there are some rappers out there that like to pose like they're like the street tough, you know, street wise, you know, tattooed like gang members. I think he really is that. I think he is really like on the on the down low on the, or low down or whatever you call it. Um, I think I think he's kind of a scary individual. I mean, I definitely wouldn't trust him with my life, but I think that's more just based on his behavior than his appearance. Um, but as for whether or not he's had any number ones, he has not. Um, <laughs> for his singles, <laughs> for his singles, he's had a few number threes. Um, so obviously, Gooba got to number three. Um, Fifi got to number three. Um, and so all of his other, like all of his singles have gotten in the top one hundred, which is something that's pretty incredible, especially given that he's only been out since twenty seventeen. Um, and for his albums, he's had his his uh he said. One album at number four and one album at number two. So honestly, I think he should be grateful. I think he should get off his high horse and he should consider himself lucky and grateful that he has a platform that he, I mean, it's, he's only been in the, in the music industry, at least like big time for like the last four years. And he's yeah. staying consistently in the charts. He's doing really well. Like, I think he needs to take it back and be grateful that he's on the charts to begin with. And that he's even made it because there's so many people who would be dying to be in the position that he's in. And he's acting like he's being, you know, slighted. Yeah. And slighted. Yeah. It's like, just be grateful for our final hot topic of this week. We're learning that the weekend has announced that he is postponing his after hours tour to next year with rescheduled dates kicking off in June of 2021. Honestly, not really surprised. I'm kind of surprised it didn't happen sooner, if anything. Um, but better late than never. Are you gonna? Is really just kind of pushing everything back. So. Would you go see his tour? Like, are you gonna get like? Do you have any plans to go see it? Would you like to see it? Um, I would like to see it if I had the money for it. So I didn't buy tickets or anything. I wasn't initially planning on going, but if he when he, if he rolls back into town and there's tickets available, hey, who knows? I might buy some. So. I don't know. I I'm gonna save. I think I'm gonna save my money. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, I mean, I've seen Ariana Grande twice. Um. I've seen Beyonce twice. I saw Mariah. Um, I saw Christina. I've seen Gwen Stefani. I've seen a lot of my bucket list people. Um, That's awesome. Definitely, though, I would save my coins for Gaga when she comes back around. Um, oh, and did you know that um, Christina Aguilera and Adam Lambert had originally planned yes. to do a joint tour this summer? I would have loved that because I love 
love Adam. Yeah, he's great. Oh my gosh, it would have just been absolutely incredible. And he said that they were going to do big venues all around North America. He did say that he's hoping that they will get to reschedule it, though. Um, I really hope so. I would I would take good money to see that. Who are you, like, dying to see in concert? Um, okay, so I've seen Shawn Mendes a couple times. Barf. He's pretty fun to watch. Him. No. He's actually great to nope. watch live. I really do enjoy him. Um, I've seen uh, EXO, which is a K-pop band. That was my first concert. I've seen Set It Off, which was incredible. That was one of the, probably the most fun I've had at a concert. Um, it was it was great. And then I saw Post Malone, which was also incredible. So I'd love to see Post Malone again. I'd love to see Ariana. I want to see Christina. I want to see Gaga, obviously. Um, I would... Okay, I can, it will probably never happen, but I would probably saw off my left leg if I could get to see Black Sabbath in concert. What? Uh, I love them. I love Black Sabbath so much. They're like my favorite kind of metal hard rock band. I'm not um, a huge fan of hard rock. I like like rock, but like not, is it like screaming, like heavy, heavy metal rock? It's not like screamo, but it's, it's, it's Ozzy Osbourne. So it's, it's hard rock, but it's not like screamo. Stevie I, I Nicks, like, like, Fleetwood yes, Mac. Fleetwood, we would have to go Fleetwood see Mac them. All that. Yes. Oh, yeah. I would see Stevie and um, a hot second. I would see Fleetwood Mac in a heartbeat. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I really love seventies rock more than eighties rock. So like, I'm more of an ACDC person than a Def Leppard person. Oh, um, okay. Oh, oh, yeah. And I saw. Oh my God. How could I forget? I saw Journey and Def Leppard <gasps> in concert. You and did? That was incredible. Yep. Iconic. They were touring together a couple of years ago, actually, and they were so much fun to watch in person it was incredible and of course you know we'd have to see madonna we would have to see um maybe celine what do you think about celine dion would we have to go see her you can go Uh, you you wouldn't go see celine no i don't think i would i don't know i think i appreciate her but i'm not like you're not a fan like a super fan i'm just not a major fan no i think she's great but you wouldn't pay a lot of money to see her probably not i mean her voice definitely isn't what it used to be, so maybe, maybe not. Um, that's fair. I think it's even about that. It's just like for me, I don't know. I've never, I've never been able to truly fall in love with Celine, and I think that she has a great voice. I think she's an incredible artist, and she's got you know great talent. Um, but not I'm your just, thing. Just not my jam. It's just not my jam. And now it is time for my favorite segment of the show, the reality check. Um, where we cover all of the latest reality TV news. Uh, We have to start off with The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills um, and recapping that new episode that aired this week. Now, you didn't see all of it. I think you told me, right? No, I didn't. I watched the first half up until right before um, uh, when Kyle and Sutton are on the phone and they recap and they're getting ready for the astrology party, which actually I've been looking forward to this episode all season. So as soon as we stop recording, I'm going to go look at it. You need to go watch Um, it. Fake fan. I am going to watch it. Fake fan. I've just been really busy this week with remodeling my room and and finally being able to see a couple friends. So yeah, but it, you know busy. what? Good for you. It was a great episode, and you missed out. Um, I know. <laughs> so the first half of the episode was kind of filler. Um, Erica was training for Chicago. Um, Lisa Rinna was talking to her husband about you know their daughter and her eating issues or her eating disorder. She was previously anorexic um they've been very open about that on the show she's in recovery um it's amazing she's back home she's doing good 
Um, and I think that was kind of the first half of the episode. Like there wasn't the, a lot didn't go on. So I was thinking, okay, this is going to be kind of filler. And then we got to like the last 20 or 30 minutes and it was, it, I, I was impressed. Um, Rinna and Erica wore the same outfit, which was hilarious. Um, the whole astrology dinner was at Erica's house and Rinna walked in and like, it was hilarious. Um, and then they sat down and they did their little readings. The astrologist went around and kind of told them their signs. And I mean, I don't know if I really believe in all of that. I'm a little bit more like, mm. um, but it was, you know, it was interesting to watch. It was really funny. Um, and then kind of some little fights broke out. So first off, Sutton and Dorit almost got into it. Um, they both got loud for a minute. Erica shut it down really quickly. Um, and then something popped up between, well, Kyle and Teddy then went on the defense because I just feel like everyone ganged up on Kyle again. I don't get it. I don't know what's going on this season. They're being really hard on her about her friendship with Teddy. Um, I think Dorit all of a sudden out of the blue said, well, you and Teddy did couples therapy, right? And Kyle was like, what? Like, why would we do couples therapy? Um, and what it actually was, was... Um, Teddy invited Kyle over to her house last year and Teddy's like anxiety therapist walked both of them through breathing exercises for their anxiety. And so Dorit once again is spinning something, making it bigger than what it really is. And is like, well, you guys went to couples therapy and blah, blah, blah. And, um, and then Erica kind of jumped on the bandwagon and said, well, yeah, Kyle, your friendship with Teddy is definitely strange. It's weird. Like, they all were, like, in agreement that Kyle and Teddy's friendship was weird. And I'm sitting there like, that doesn't make any sense. Um, and then Kyle lashed out at Erica and was like, well, maybe it's be- you think it's weird because you don't have good friendships. Um, and Erica kind of, Erica was mad at that. She was like, you know, that's totally out of line. And actually, I consider you to be a good friend. Um, so it was kind of interesting to see Erica get a little heated because she usually like keeps her cool and keeps her composure. Um, I got to tell you, I am not a fan of Garcelle. I, last week I went from being neutral to now. I just, I don't really like her. Like this episode, we had like one scene of her with her friends. Otherwise she didn't really speak up that much. She didn't stand out. Um, and she actually told Kyle at their astrology dinner, she's like, you know, Kyle, you've, you've really glazed over me. Like you've, you've talked, you talk to everybody, you're friends with everybody, you know, you've been nice to me, but you've really glazed over me. And it's like, you're not even interested in me. And I'm thinking, okay, so that's a, you know, if you're in a new friendship, then be open about it. Um, but then she got, she left with Rena and Denise and Denise was kind of trash talking Kyle saying that she always wants to be the center of attention, blah, blah, blah. And you know what Garcelle said? She goes, she's like, yeah, and even more, Kyle looked hideous tonight. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, okay. Well, let's look at this for a minute. Because one could say, well, isn't that what Sutton did? Sutton never said the word hideous. She never called anyone ugly. All she said was cute, which it was shady. Um, but... Let's examine what Garcelle looked like. Garcelle was wearing a suede pink suit jacket with purple knee-high boots. So if anyone looked hideous, I don't think it was Kyle. 
Um, and Kyle actually tweeted about it. She's like, so you're calling me hideous, but you're wearing a pink jacket and purple boots, dot, 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 that your stylist picked out. Um, which I just feel like this back and forth this season is really petty, but like, I'm here for it. Um, I don't know. I just feel like everyone's coming down on Kyle this season and I don't really know why. I don't really think her friendship with Teddy is weird. Um, I don't. I don't really know why Garcelle feels like she needs Kyle's approval. I don't, I don't know if she's, she just seems like being friends with Kyle is really important or getting Kyle's attention is really important. Um, she's been pretty vocal in her interviews about not liking Kyle. So I don't know. I just feel like, you know, she goes from saying two sentences the whole season to now calling Kyle hideous after she just told her, that she didn't want her to glaze over her, like in a friendship. So one second ago, Garcelle is telling Kyle that, you know, she feels like their friendship is surface and she would like it to be more. And then she gets in a car with other people and trash talks her. So I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of Garcelle. Not seeing the episode kind of going off of what I've told you. What are your thoughts? Well, I do like Garcelle, so it's, 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 I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to see it to believe it, to fully dislike her, um, and I think that, I mean, ultimately, it's nobody else's business what Kyle and, and Teddy's friendship is or looks like, because everybody, everybody has different love languages, everybody has different ways that they connect with people, and, you know, so with, like, one friend, you know, you can be really snuggly and cuddly and close and whatever, and you, you know, lay in each other's beds and you talk about life and whatever. And with other friendships, you know, you go out to lunch, you know, there's very limited physical contact, and you just kind of talk about small talk things. And that's all perfectly fine and valid, and I don't think it's fair for either to judge the other for the nature of their friendship. Um, also, I think it's I think it's wrong of Dorit to kind of mischaracterize um, yeah. again, I'm starting to like Dorit less and less, kind of mischaracterize the whole situation and dramatize it and blow it out of proportion, because if they're get well, first of all, if they want to get therapy for their friendship or whatever, get counseling, who cares? You know, it's their friendship, It's and if they want to go to therapy to fix some issues that they have, that sounds fantastic, and that wasn't even the nature of what happened, they yeah. were just doing breathing exercises, so that's where I feel like it just... Who cares? You know, why are they, why is everybody jumping on the bandwagon of just being upset about it and yeah, like what it sounds like to me? And on top of that, I think that I like Garcelle and I am, I think, you know, is she being shady? Yes. Um, should she have been? Maybe not, but it's going to take more than just that for me to not like her. I would say that, you know what? In my opinion, this season, Dorit is trying to turn her crystal into a diamond, and Kyle is not going to help her with that. Not today. Um, And it's similar to, I think, kind of Nini's observation of Eva, which is that Eva is trying to turn her plum into a peach. And I think that there are some people who maybe feel insecure about their places on a cast, and so they have to go out of their way to manufacture things. We saw that last week with Dorit and Sutton, and now Dorit is doing it with Kyle. She's taking these little, it's very manipulative, very Lisa Vanderpump. She's taking these little tiny instances and blowing them up to the group to get them on a bandwagon, like you said. Um, I I agree. I just am liking Dorit less and less. Like, we're in the negatives at this point. We're in the negatives with Dorit. Um, I... 
I would like to like Garcelle just because she is the full-time, the new full-time cast member. I just, I don't know. I, I just, I think that ha- have like this season, had she not been there, nothing would be missing. Like, you know, her absence would not have been felt this season if she wasn't there. Um, I can't say the same for Sutton. I think that she has really brought it this season. She has been out of line with a few things that she said. I think she's been shady, but you know, that's kind of what she brings to the show. I don't necessarily know what Garcelle brings to the show. I mean, we're six episodes in and I still don't really get it. Like, like, I I don't know. Personally, that's how I feel. Um, I know you like Garcelle. I think she's cool. I think she throws fun shade around, but she's not an integral part of the cast or the show as of yet. So that remains to be seen. Um, Andy recently revealed that Brandy will, um, she'll make her entrance this season on episode 10. So a few weeks and Brandy will be back. Um, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. Um, and I'm going to keep watching it. I hope you keep watching with me. I'm going to be on your butt about it, texting you and, um, and we'll keep up. I will not miss it again. All right, so The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills Season 10 airs every Wednesday on Bravo, and it's now at a new time. It's at 9 p.m. instead of 8 p.m. So we have to move from Beverly Hills to Atlanta for our last Reality Check recap. Um, You didn't watch Part 2 of The Reunion either. You failed this week. I know. This this was a bad week for me. Um, It was, you know what, it was pretty good. Um, Nene walked off. I think at the end, and I think next week she won't be on it. Like, she just shut her computer and she was, like, done. And interestingly, we were talking last week about how Candy wasn't really in on any of the action. Well, this week, you missed out because Candy and Nini went at it, um, and Nini accused Candy of being the most forgettable person on the cast. Um, which I don't agree with. I actually really like Candy. If we're going to talk about who's forgettable, her name starts with an E. Um, and she actually had more of a softer emotional kind of, she had, she talked about her past in an abusive relationship. She got emotional. It was kind of a different side of her that I appreciated. Um, I mean, but you know, my stance on Nini. I love Nini. She's the queen. Anyone that goes after her, I'm probably not going to like, um, you definitely need to go back and watch it though. And then this Sunday, part three airs. And actually, Yovana, who was a friend this season, who was all wrapped up in the whole Snake Gate issue, which you don't really know what that is. I'll explain. Um, so, Yovana allegedly met with, I think it was Candy, and they had a conversation. I don't remember if it was about Cynthia or somebody, but Yovana allegedly recorded the conversation with Candy. And the whole first half of the season, they were trying to figure out who the snake was. You know, they dubbed it Snakegate. And Nini has accused Yovana of being the snake. She's actually provided lots of receipts of text messages. um, And Yovana seems a little shady. Um, but she's going to be joining the reunion next week. Some people are like, oh, well, you know, Nini is scared to face Yovana. So she dipped, you know, she left the reunion. She's out because she's scared to face her. I don't think so. Um, and actually Tanya, who's another friend of the show, um, got into it with Kenya, who you said you kind of like, right? Mm -hmm. So first instinct anyway, maybe I have bad, maybe I have bad guts instincts. So, well, she's good for TV, but. 
as a person, mm, debatable. Um, so did I tell you about the whole cookie lady fiasco? Cause you didn't watch this season. No, you so did not. I'll explain that too. Um, so basically Tanya and Kenya kind of feuded this season and they went to brunch to kind of talk everything over. And Kenya invited, I don't remember what her name is, but they call her the cookie lady. So she came to brunch with a box of cookies and basically Kenya's mission with that was to out Tanya's marital problems, saying that Tanya's husband cheats on her. And I don't remember what the cookies ladies, the cookie lady's part in it was. It was a long time ago that I watched, but I don't know if she was the other woman or she had information about it, but Kenya definitely did some dirty work and tried to uncover some dirty laundry in Tanya's marriage. Um, that did not work because it wasn't really true. Um, so Tanya defended herself. She basically told Kenya, you know, you thought you had a smoking gun, but you shot blanks, which I totally agree with. Um, you know what? I, I like Kenya for TV. I think that if you were to watch the season, you would understand, you know, she's kind of the villain. She, you know, she's, she's someone that you watch that you love to hate, you know, that stirs up all the trouble and that's Kenya gotcha. and that's her role. And that's great. Um, but you know what? I'm a diehard Nini stan. Um, I will always be on Nini's side. And you know what? She actually revealed that she was unsure if she would be returning next season, which I hope she does. I think that there would definitely be a huge hole without her in the show. Um, so you know what? I'm looking forward to the third part that will be airing this Sunday. Um, you need to catch up so we can talk about it. Um, I will. And The Real Housewives of Atlanta airs every Sunday on Bravo at 9 p.m. And that was our reality check. And now for the best and final part of our show, it's time for the TRM chart check. Starting with the Hot 100, a very controversial uh, number one song, evidently, given recent events, Stuck With You by Ariana Grande and Justin Bieber. Personally, I really like this song. Have you listened to it? I haven't, but I, I think I need to now with all like the drama. It's a good song. I love Ari's uh, vocals in it. Justin Bieber's good too, but I'm I'm mainly here for Ariana. Interestingly, interestingly, "Stuck with You" now becomes well. Ariana and Justin now tie with Mariah Carey for having three songs debut at number one on the Hot 100. Wow! Yeah, which basically it basically means that like they didn't debut on the chart and then rise to number one like they actually debuted at number one which is actually kind of rare which i didn't know yeah no i didn't know that either so that's really cool congrats to them that's actually really awesome so um now moving on to number two is say so by doji cat featuring Nicki minaj uh, number three is gooba by six nine i haven't listened to this song i'm gonna be it's horrible I it's horrible don't have any interest really in six nine's music but uh, number four, Blinding Lights by The Weeknd. Number five is Savage by Megan Thee Stallion. Six is Toozy Slide by Drake. Number seven is The Box by Roddy Rich. Eight is Rockstar by DaBaby featuring Roddy Rich. Nine is Don't Start Now by Dua Lipa. And number ten is Circles with Post Malone. Funny story, actually, about Don't Start Now. So my mom and I don't work out together all the time, but when we do, she has this terrible habit where she puts on one song and will only play that song for the entirety of the workout. It doesn't matter if the workout is 10 minutes, if it's 30 minutes, an hour, an hour and a half. She will only play one song. That's so hilarious. 
it's like the song is really good and then by the end of it i'm like pulling my hair out i'm like can we please play anything change else? the song yeah and and recently it's been don't start now by dua lipa so I, that song has been on repeat in my house quite often recently because not only does she only play that song when she works out anytime she's doing anything she will only play one song and right now that's the one song that she it's the go-to to. it's the go-to it's the go-to so i you know all love for dua lipa but I, you're over it. Somebody else got to release something else. So she can move on to a new song. And now on to the Billboard 200. Uh, number one debuting is a new album, Good Intentions by Nav. I believe is how you say it. This album sounds pretty incredible. I haven't had a chance to listen to it fully myself, um, but it has been described as a snapshot of rap's most ubiquitous sounds at the moment. And that's pretty incredible. That's very high praise. So Definitely something you're going to want to check out. Number two, very excited about this one as well. It was Good Until It Wasn't by Kilani. I love Kilani. She's pretty great. Number three is Dark Lane Demo Tapes by Drake. Number four is My Turn by Lil Baby. Number five is Just Cause Y'all Waited 2 by Lil Dirk. New album there. Number six is Blame It On Baby by DaBaby. And number seven is a new album by Bad Bunny, Las Que No Iban A Salir. Please forgive my pronunciation if I said that wrong. Number eight is Eternal Ataki by, or a take, we're going to go either way, by Lil Uzi Vert. Number nine is After Hours by The Weeknd. And number ten is Hollywood's Bleeding by Post Malone. And uh, I think that's everything cycling through the rumor mill this week. We had some interesting things to cover. Um, lots of opinions from me this week, um, which is always a given. Um, but Lexi, you sadly will not be here next week. Tell us about yes, that. I am going on vacation with my family. Um, so we're going to get a houseboat on a really beautiful lake. Um, we do it every year if we can afford it. Um, and it's nice because we can, it's, it's pretty cheap in the way of vacations going. Cause it's not like a super fancy high-end yacht it's basically just like a tent that floats and then you go around and it's cool we can bring our dogs and we have a really fun time so Love i'm that. gonna be sitting in 100 degree weather getting all tan and lovely and you'll be back here i'll be here away. with yeah i'll be here with abby we'll be um we actually have an interview which i'm not going to spoil anything but it's going to be really fun uh, so we have that coming up, but uh, you can follow us on Instagram at the.rumor.mill. You can follow us on Twitter at TRM Updates. You can follow us on YouTube at The Rumor Mill. And as promised, I said last week, YouTube content is coming. We bought a ring light. It's happening. Um, and it don't is. forget, don't forget, you can follow our personal individual host pages on Instagram. Mine is at trmhost.spencer. And mine is at trmhost.lexi. I'm going to be dropping some bomb photos in this next week, oh. so definitely make sure that you go to my page that you can see those when I release them. We need to take some photos, like we do. Next, we do. Next time we we're do. together. When the weather's good and it's nice out, we're going to take some really great photos. We are, yes. Yeah. So don't forget, new episodes every Friday. Bonus episodes on Monday when we feel like it. And uh, thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. And I'll see you in two weeks. <laughs>